A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so that together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings everywhere. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday weekend and are recovering. (laughs) It's the Monday after that wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. And what better day than to discuss one of my favorite principles and one of my favorite phrases, more core um it's such a it's it's the two words come out of my mouth we should almost have like a drinking game with it um more core more core more core what does that mean and why is it so important and why is it maybe even more important now um at this time in our you know season and and life and Um, post-holiday, but really uh, sandwiched between two holidays. So why is more core such an important concept to not only understand, but to put in your body, to really embody this idea of more core? So what is the core, first of all? Well, it's, if we just think about it, most people think if you say, hey, it's it's important to have a strong core. Most people are thinking the abdominals or they'll, they'll just point to their belly. And that is definitely a part of it. I think core has some similar sounding words that also start with k sound like corset and container. And one of my favorites, conduit. So conduit means it is a, a channel. So corset, container, and conduit. And what I like to do, as you might have known by now if you've paid attention to my other episodes, I like to make acronyms. And I made this acronym um, years back when I started teaching yoga teachers how to teach yoga. And when we had the core section, I, I said core, let it be known to stand for the conduit of renewable energy. So it is 
the area of our body that houses our life, literally the organs and energy of life, we could not be, we couldn't be existing without it. Um, our limbs are more of the actors or interactors with the environment, but our core is all of the musculoskeletal and energetic and organ stuffing that enables this interaction. It's important for controlling and harnessing and moving energy through the center of the body. It is everything. It is both responsive and directed in its energy flow. So is it any wonder how disengaged we feel when we're not connected to this area? And I think during this time of year with both weather and time change, the holidays, the parties, the social or antisocial dynamics that can be heightened, it's especially important to stay connected to this area, to your center, to your core. And let's talk about how to do it. But first, let's talk about even more reasons. So it's not just the six pack. In fact, I would say the six pack is really misunderstood. If you um, know anything about functional core, the the muscle of the six pack, the rectus abdominis is not a really functional muscle. It is very functional. It helps us get up. It's a, it flexes our trunk, but it's not functional in the way that I'm going to talk about functional of the core, because for the way I would like to have people interpret the core and focus on the core and strengthen the core is more as a stabilizer and mover of energy. Um, it's, it stabilizes so that the container, imagine just you have this cylinder and that all, like if you filled, say, a soup can with soup, right? And, and it's, it can hold that for, for a long time. Um, it might get thrown on the ground. There might be some dents in it, but it has a real firm structure to it. And that can hold this liquid in it. And imagine putting that into something that was much less solid, much less structurally supportive. You get leaks of your soup and that wouldn't be happy, right? So your container of your core is is just that. It really holds the energy and allows it to move inside so that nothing feels literally or, or metaphorically stuck and that the core will also um, allow you to move with better ease and better connection to your breath, better connection to your, your source of energy. I mean, physical ther- therapists have known this. Um, certainly other movement specialists have known this. I mean, look at Pilates. Uh, Joseph Pilates was influenced by a physical therapist. It's athletes know this. Um, and I think yoga teachers are starting to recognize it more and more. And it's important that they do because in yoga in particular, if we only emphasize moving um, as this, as the mobility of movement as, as the most important part, but we don't think about how to stabilize that movement, then we'll be doing a disservice to the students. And that's ha- definitely happened over the years of yoga. Uh, I will get into this in many other episodes and I don't want to um, talk too much just about yoga today because this could be for anyone out there. But I will say in yoga, in your the people that tend to get injured are the ones that are not connected to their core. 
they are too loose and um, not integrated. So people that are inflexible or quote unquote tight, while they might not be connected to the core in the way we'd like them to, they are also getting a lot of feedback from the brain um, about their in-range emotions. So they're getting another way of of recognizing mobility. But the best way is to really have this centralized strength. So try this. Um, If you were standing, put your hands on your hips, kind of like you're holding this basin, which is the bowl of your pelvis. And imagine there's water in that um, basin. Now, tip your pelvis forward as if you're spilling the water forward. And notice what is happening in your back body and then what's happening in your front, your abdominals. So what you'll, and then you could do the opposite, you know, tip the pelvis the other way as if you're spilling the water backwards. And what you'll find is when you tip your pelvis forward, like you're spilling the water forward, the abdominals are stretching or are going kind of softer and the back muscles are getting tightened. And the opposite will happen when you spill the water back, your back muscles are getting more um, stretched or softer and the abdominal muscles are contracting. And so this is just to give you an idea of the relationship between your lower back and your abdominal muscles. And ideally what we would like is that they are, um, neither one is weak or weak or too tight, meaning or crock kind of chronically contracted. When I say tight, this is not like tightness from working out. This is more like from a lifestyle. So we don't want um, either side of them to be weaker or weaker kind of overstretched or tighter because of that chronic contraction of the muscles. Um, We want to have this balance around that. And that requires a tremendous amount of strength with for everything that lies in the bowl of the pelvis itself and around the bowl. So that would be all of the deep abdominals, not just the, that superficial muscle we were talking about with the six pack, but in fact, the muscles under it, the um, obliques, which run in a diagonal fashion and they run in opposite diagonal fashion to each other. And then the very deeper muscle that truly is known as the corset, which is the transversus abdominis. So we want those to be strong and engaged. And then we want the back to also be strong and not weak or overly tight. So the quadratus lumborum, which are muscles that attach from the pelvis and they go to the bottom of the ribs. And there's one kind of quadrangle kind of square or rectangular shape on either side of your back. So you have a, they're paired muscles. And then we also have deep um, uh, muscles that if you can imagine your um, vertebra as like this kind of curved uh, structure that's very strong in between, like if you could sew in between the, each of the vertebral bodies, there is a very strong muscle there called multifidus very cool muscle. And it's known to be virtually not active for people that have chronic low back pain. So we want all of these muscles in addition to muscles around the hip, like the gluteus maximus and medius to be um, holding the structure, the pelvis 
stable so that even at rest, we're not tipping forward or backward, but there's this kind of virtual hug of the muscles there. So the reason, let me, let me also talk about other muscles that I consider part of the core. So if you were to picture drawing um, an outline from the outer hips And then underneath your groin area, basically from your pubic bone back to your tailbone and everything in between there. So it's like outer hips underneath, which would be pelvic floor muscles going up all the way into the rib cage in a circular container like way. So all around the ribs, forward, side and back, all the way up to the outer shoulders, the muscles of the outer shoulders where they hold the humeral head, the, the, the top of the arm bone in place, and then including all of the muscles around the scapula because those are stabilizing the scapula on the rib cage. So just picture again, if you're, if you're not into anatomy or, or don't quite understand all the stuff I'm saying, just picture everything but your two arms and your two legs and your neck. Although now I'm really encouraging people to develop their neck muscles because so many people have very weak neck flexors, which are the front of your neck because of the position of our head. But if you've been working on your text neck position, I bet you're already improving in that range. So it's everything but those areas. So all of the muscles that are surrounding this cylinder, this the core, need to have a balance to them. So we don't want any one area to be too tight, restricted, or just like sinking and sagging and and sleeping. And when we have that, let me tell you the benefits of it before I tell you how to do it. When you have that, there's a lot of benefits. One is that you stand up taller. There's an ease to your posture and your posture, your resting posture does matter. I don't care what anybody says. Your resting posture does because that's what you're inhabiting. And so your brain mapping is going to become most familiar with the environment you inhabit the most, which is your standing posture, your sitting posture, um, and then moving in and out of that. So the more we kind of inhabit the shape that we want to move from, um, the more our brain understands that. And, th- and that's important because when we start to have imbalance, especially like a slump or a slouch or a tipped pelvis, like with that anterior tip, you're tipping the bowl forward and increasing um, the pressure on your low back and where your belly is like completely hanging out uh, more more energetically than literally. But it really is not a very um, active position for the front body. Um, when you're in that position, uh, it, once your brain mapping understands more balance, it won't feel good. And so that's another reason why really paying attention to your posture is important because when you do it more often, you're more aware of it. And then when you are not in the ideal posture, you're more aware of it. So having core um, activity, more core is going to help you in your um, hold your posture, sitting, standing in all the ways a lot better so that you'll feel better in your body and you'll move with more ease. You're also going to have less pressure on your joints. So this is why I answer more core all the time because people will say, oh, my knee was hurting or my wrist was hurting when I was in plank or this or that or my shoulder. And 
almost always my answer is more core because when you kind of hug in around those areas that I was talking about, you will give actually a, a more of an energetic hold and lift so that that compression feeling will not be going into the joints because the core is taking the energy and lifting it right out of the joint. It's helping to move that energy. And so going back to what I said at the very beginning, being this conduit, this container, it actually has moving energy within it. And that can sound kind of hokey when you're thinking like, I can't picture energy moving, but you can, you can, you can picture it moving. Picture somebody sitting on the couch and now picture somebody getting ready, like a a world-class sprinter, getting ready to just right out of the gates and they coil up. That's that, like, that's the getting all the energy in a sprung-like way so that they can right out of the gates. And you can feel the energy to that. There is a kinetic energy. We are, we are, um, you know, we have a molecular structure. We are a bunch of atoms that are colliding with each other all the time. And when you just sit, that energy becomes stagnant and you can feel it and you can see it. So it is true when you're standing, even you are, you are having an exchange of energy with the surface that you're on. And if you feel like your kind of energy is going deadened, then you just move a little bit, weight shift. We kind of naturally do this. We're very um, smart in our bodies. We really are until we've become too sedentary and we kind of numb out um, some of the smart genes, but they're always there. So go back to them. But we want to have that little bit of movement and we want to have the engagement with the core. And so the core helps that pulling of the energy out of the joint so it doesn't get kind of stuck in there and helps you feel um, it's just better for for the joints. Okay, so what else is it going to help you with? Well, it's going to help you with breathing. So if you are engaged in your um, in all the core muscles, again, with that sense of balance, your breath can be fuller it and it can be larger, so both fuller and larger, meaning the volume, um, and then the 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 breath quality, like how much of an exhale, like can you count to twenty as you exhale? Well, a lot of people can only count to five, so there's not a lot of breath being pulled in. So we have what's called voluntary part of breathing and involuntary. So some involuntary means it's going to happen whether we want it to or not, which is a good thing. We're going to sleep. We're not conscious. We Our breath continues. But with the core muscles, which include uh, the transverse is a big one that helps out. So do the obliques, so do the intercostals. They help with that, almost like that, um, uh, the, what's the thing called where you... The accordion. I was like, I'm like doing it to myself here. Like, not a windbag, uh, an accordion. It helps with the accordion like exchange of air, and the core helps with that. So, this leads to my next thing that core helps with, which is stress. Obviously, if you're breathing better, it has an effect on your stress hormones, the cortisol level in particular. But this is pretty fascinating from the neurological perspective. And I'll, and I'll try and keep this like without going neuro geeky on you. Although it's super cool, you should Google this. 
Um, I think the article is literally called Why One Neuroscientist Started Blasting His Core. And you should Google that and look it up. Um, I'll kind of give you a little bit of a summary here as best as I can. So these uh, neuroscientists discovered that the the cerebral cortex, which is our which is our high organization part of the brain, also controls the adrenal medulla, which is where the um, stress is is processed. And the connection between the brain and this um, adrenal medulla are much more elaborate than they originally had understood it. And at, at its bottom line, the stress responses have a lot of different circuits to the, the, um, that, that go in the brain from stress responses. But all of them feed back to this one very primitive response system. And that is controlled by um, the, this mapping that is directly related to the core. So these motor areas in the brain that connect to this adrenal glands um, the primary motor cortex has a map of the human body. Sometimes you might've seen this, that, that correspond, corresponds to like the face, the arms, the leg. And there's, and then there's a region that controls the axial body, which is known as the core because that's along the axis. And what they didn't know before this, they didn't think primary motor cortex controlled the adrenal medulla at all. But now they realize it does. And what they noticed is that there are lots of neurons that are located along this axial muscle part of the cortex, which basically says that the axial control, meaning your core, has a huge impact on your stress responses. And so they found that there was evidence now, scientific evidence, that core strengthening has an impact on stress. And, and you can think about it. When you see someone who is stressed out or depressed, you notice how their body changes, the posture changes. And when you stand up straight, it has an effect on how you also feel and project yourself. And this has also been documented. Amy Cuddy is a great uh, researcher in this, and it's amazing about um, body posturing and you know uh, posture uh, power poses. But this was this was what was significant about this study was that the activating the core muscles really helped in the control of stress responses. So I think you know there could be no better time than after the holidays or in between two big holiday seasons. Winter is getting colder, especially if you live in the Northeast um, or Midwest, and the days are getting shorter. Your stress levels can go up, or your depression levels can go up. All of it. And you can control that with your core, you know, to, to some degree. So isn't that amazing and inspiring? And we, um, we know that on so many levels, when we're really connected to the core, we feel victorious. We feel like kind of anything's possible. And the energetic body, meaning the chakras, the wheels or vortexes of energy that actually do correspond to neurological bundles in the spine, they ha also have been studied. And the third one, which is in the solar plexus, is in the, the center here, the core, it corresponds to will, like willpower, ambition, heat, sun, solar, looking, you know, really shining, fire, right? So all of those things are needed at times of stress. 
and they're also needed at times of depression. They're needed um, just whenever you feel uh, like you need to maintain just a higher level of function. And so the core is super important for that. So more core all the way. Okay, I could go on and talk about the core forever, but let's talk about what to do. This is a podcast, so I can't show you, but I I certainly have lots of videos out there, as I've mentioned before, on my Instagram page, lara.hyman, on my, on 108 and some other um, channels that I'm on, you can find great core exercises. But say you're not, uh, none of those are available and you're just listening to me and you can do this right here. So first of all, lie on your back if that's possible and bend your knees so that you have your feet on the floor and you just feel the imprint you are making on the floor. And take a couple breaths in, just normal breaths, but bring your hands on the top of your two front bones of your pelvis. So they're right around below the waistband and they're little bony protuberances um, known as your anterior superior iliac spine, but we'll just call them these little front frontal pelvic points. And put your hands on there and the heel of the hand will be on that. And then the fingers will draw, will kind of make an angle down towards your pubic bone. And then the thumbs will make a little bit of an angle up slightly toward the navel. And so everything in here, I want you to pull together as you exhale. So breathe in, breathe out, and on the exhale, take it all and pull it together. So it's like webbing, pulling together. And then when you're on empty, meaning you don't have any more breath, pull all of that stuff that you pulled together down toward your back and feel it as if you could spread your back a little bit more just from that action in the front body. So that's what we're aiming for is how much can we pull all of this stuff together and then pull it back in space toward the back so that the if you imagine there's that vertical line of your spine on either side of it, the tissues lightly pull away from the vertical line, just this sense of energy spreading. So do that about five to 10 times. If you feel like, wow, I am really not connected, you can take your hand right over your belly and push a little bit more. Now, obviously don't do this if you've just eaten, but just really get that sense of pulling, like you're putting on a tighter pair of pants and pulling that down. Okay, so the next thing you can do is apply that action and then push into your feet and just hover your butt off the floor. So you're lifting into what's known as a little bit of a pelvic tilt or a very low bridge, keeping that front body engaged. And then feel that your glutes are working, that you're really working them. Your thighs are parallel. They're not turning out or in. And you want to feel all the engagement around the bones of the thighs. So it's you will be using your hamstrings, you will be using the front of the thighs, the quadriceps, but we really want to get it into the glutes because they're the big muscles on the back end of our core that help us. These two areas together are just the beginning um, of this activation of the core, but they're very important because they provide that 
if you imagine a purse string that you like, like old timey, like put little coins in a little beggar's purse and then you tie up the string so that they're getting the tight, the tie up the string part. They're really holding that energy in the bottom. And then the rest of that space is going to go up into the rest of the core. But managing that around the pelvis is super important. And that's why when people get into these huge movements using the rectus abdominis, those six-pack muscles, those are mover muscles, but they are not going to do the work that these guys are going to do, stabilizing the pelvis and the low back. So try that. And then I do all kinds of things because if the core is responsible for harnessing and controlling the energy so that the limbs can do the bigger movement, the, be the interactors, then what you do is you start small, but then you start adding things on. So you do the same thing we just did. You pull the belly down, pull the kind of webbing of the belly together. And then instead of lifting the hips, how about just keep your low back on the floor and lift one knee up and feel that your pelvis doesn't change, meaning the bowl of the pelvis doesn't tip one way or another, but you're still harnessing all that stuff together. And then you'll put that foot down and then you'll switch sides. So you start the action of moving the limbs and teaching the core how important it is to hold your SHIT together, quite literally, right? Like hold it together as the limbs move. This is super basic. I mean, we're doing bigger movement patterns than this in life, but a lot of us are not doing them well or efficiently. So you need to start small and get your stability going before you get into bigger movement of the limbs. Let me give you an example why this is important. I was walking my dogs today. One of my dogs, I, I almost never walk them on leashes because I have 500 acres of, of preserve land, fortunately, and they can go off leash. But I had to take them in the front um, because we had some people in the backyard doing some stuff. And so I had my one dog on a leash and she was fine. She was fine. It's a short leash. And then she saw something and kind of took off. And I was a little off kilter. Like she, if I had not responded, she, I would have been pulled out. She's like 55 pounds. I would have just like flown right onto my back. But before I even had time to process it brain-wise, I had just this like, you know, I righted myself and didn't fall over and caught it. That is my core. That is the only thing I can tell you. It's the responsiveness when you get something gets, um, you know, just movement when you are, when you're off kilter, when you, when something happens and you can respond to that, that is super important. And so if you're young and agile, you might think, how is that ever going to really play out? But um, it doesn't matter, it, it, you, young or agile or not, everybody needs to be young and agile in their core so that we can be safe because there are things that are going to happen in life. And we need to have this like microsecond, nanosecond response time of the core. It's called readiness. So it's it's when your core muscles are um, when are kind of like unready. It's I I, also, I describe it like this when if somebody were to come up to you and give you a handshake and they just like grip you and you're like, whoa, they release the handshake, but you feel the echo of that handshake still with you. That is what we, that is what we want in our core. It's not the actual, not that we want to go around holding, 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 holding so strong. We have to train ourselves doing these exercises 
Um, so that there is that echo of energy, that muscle readiness to respond when we, for unexpected, you know, um, in, um, occurrences where we lose our balance or, or anything like that. So we can respond quickly if the balance is compromised. Okay, so I'm going to definitely have many more core talks, but I wanted to talk about it today, especially because this is a time where we need our centering. We need it physically, we need it emotionally, we need it socially, we need it spiritually, because uh, this is a, a lot of stuff is happening in this time period. And we can, this is where people really can go off the um, core line, so to speak. And then sometimes once you go off of it, it's like inertia takes over and it's hard to get back on. And so do something with your core each and every day to keep it firing, to keep it strong, to keep it balanced so that that conduit of renewable energy is always present and know that it is. So if you have a couple off days, don't just throw in the towel, be just come back and do something. Um, forearm plank, plank, all these things are great ways of also working in a, in a stabilizing way, meaning you're not moving, but you're really requiring the core to, to hold the center of your body steady. So I hope that was helpful to you, um, mostly to convince you. I feel like this is a, a real big, another public service announcement, announcement more core. And on a fun note, I have more core tank tops. So look for those on my website. Make sure that you email me any questions or comments about these podcasts. You can reach me at podcast at movementbylara.com and give me your um, your take on this. What else do you want to hear about, whether it's about the core, core values, um, core tips for athletes, core tips for workers, anything. I'd love to hear your um, input. And also, please share with friends. This is um, wonderful to spread this awareness of how important the core is, and it doesn't take much to get it really active and fired up. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review, and take a screenshot of uh, the podcast and send the screenshot to podcast at movementbylara.com for a free link to a class taught by me, which has plenty of core in it. So without any more core talk, have a wonderful day. Get fired up, stay fired up, breathe deeply, hug somebody, because that's really how you'll connect the most. Sending my love to you. Bye.